I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rehearsals have started and it's less than a week until the first live show of Eurovision 2023. Which means there's just a few days left until we head to Liverpool. It's time for the Eurotrip. As you know, Alessandro always said, take it away. For me, Eurovision is much more than just a job. It's part of me. Giannis, let me say, we were your first ever Eurovision interview way back in January. <laughs> I remember! I... So Gisli Baltarsson, Iceland's commentator, welcome to the Eurotrip. Thank you very much and thank you for the Eurotrip. I've been listening to you. Being face to face, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, your beautiful face. <laughs> I was like, But it is cute. beautiful as well, though. We were talking on the phone. Yes. Do you want to have a hug? Yes, please. Yeah, that would be great. Cornelia Jacobs, congratulations. Thank you. Give me a hug. Hi there, my name is Martin Ostendahl. I am the executive supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. You are listening to Eurotrip. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast, with me, Rob. Me, James. And this week, in our final weekly episode, before we head to Liverpool, we'll be catching up with Lord of the Lost, Germany's entry for Eurovision 2023. Yeah, is this, uh, again, it's, I'm going to say something, I've not fact-checked it yet. Uh, is this the first of the automatic qualifiers of 2023 we've had on the podcast? I've said it immediately, and I realise I'm wrong already. <laughs> well, I mean, in your defence, you weren't here the week that we had Tavorci on the podcast from Ukraine. So I will forgive you. But it's the first of the the OG Big Four. Do you remember when, when they were the Big Four? Before mm. Italy came back, before 2011. So yeah, Germany... Uh, are represented, of course, this year, as we know, by the glam rock band, Lord of the Lost. They'll be singing Blood and Glitter, and I'll be chatting to guitarist and vocalist Pi Stoffers a little bit later on. We have a lovely chat. What a lovely man. Uh, we cover a lot of, of pizza chat. You'll be unsurprised to hear this chat of what he does at the gym and, and all sorts of that. But how they found their Eurovision journey thus far. I was going to say, I was hoping for some Eurovision chat in there as well when you talk about the gym and pizza. There's a little bit of Eurovision in there. Uh, We've got plenty more to come on this week's episode as well. I'm going to be chatting to friend of the podcast, Zoe London, uh, one of the best DJs around because she has been announced uh, as one of the DJs at Camp and Furnace Euro Club next week. So we'll be chatting to her all about that. And terrifyingly, this time next week, we will be on the eve of our first ever live event. Of course, we'll be seeing loads of you down at Sugar and Dice Board Game Cafe in Liverpool next Thursday. Where I'll be finding out more about what you can expect from the owner of Sugar and Dice. That's Rachel. So you've got all that and more to come. You're listening on Acast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is the Eurotrip. 
So welcome then, James, to the Euro trip. We'll kick off with a countdown, shall we? New listeners, you may not know that James loves a countdown, loves an incorrect countdown, often gets it wrong. How long until, and surely you can do this because it's now single figures, how long until the first live show of Eurovision 2023? That, Rob, would be six days. Sound the alarm, everyone. Whatever that alarm sounds like, better get sounding it because it's less than a week to go. Which does mean that it is even less time until me and you both arrive in Liverpool. You're arriving before me. You get there the day before. You get to Liverpool this this weekend. We can say this weekend you're heading mm. to Liverpool. Yeah, Sunday morning I'll be arriving. I don't have to fly anywhere this year, uh, which is great news on the passport front. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I'm really, really excited. Then you'll be arriving, I would say, exactly 24 hours later on the Monday. Almost exactly 24 hours later, provided the trains run from London to Liverpool. And I'm sure lots of you listening to this will also be having exactly the same prayers at some point (laughs) next week. So fingers crossed they do. James, I have been meaning to bring this up with you for, I would say, months now and keep forgetting. A little behind the scenes uh, intel for you listening, everybody. Uh, Me and James, despite the fact that we have been doing this podcast now for almost three years, have to time ourselves when we record the opener to the podcast. (laughs) Because as you will know, the music runs out and the music runs out after two minutes. So we both have to get a little two minute timer on our phones to make sure that we don't go over the time. Uh, James, I accidentally flicked onto the, uh, the world clock tab of my uh, of my clock app on my phone it's quite difficult to say clock app isn't it <laughs> and i realized that on my clock app uh, i still have the time for is it you in no it's stockholm when were you last in stockholm what is that over a year ago when we were at melfest it is it's the uh, <laughs> it's it's when i had stockholm on my phone for melfest 2022 so yeah should probably delete that now shouldn't i or we'll just leave it there in preparation for next year probably a better idea is that in preparation for melfest or for eurovision Mm, now there is an interesting question that'll get a lot of (laughs) tongues wagging at home i can tell you that for sure and also thank you to loads of you that have been in touch over the last seven days or so since you heard from us last special shout out to gavin who got in touch now of course on the podcast over the last couple of weeks we have been talking about your memories of watching eurovision on tv for the very first time well gavin got in touch on twitter thank you gavin he says, how ya, lads? It says, how ya? I'm going to say, how ya? He's Irish, <laughs> but I'm not going to do the impression. Uh, he says, to answer the question of what's the first Eurovision you can remember watching, he says, I can remember when Israel won in 1978 with Abinibi. I was six. He then goes on to say, and this is exciting, this will be my third year of hosting a Euro party in Guadalajara, in Mexico, when the Mexicans get to see us Europeans in a whole new light. Wow, Guadalajara. I, I'm going to break the fourth wall because you did tell me this beforehand. And when you did tell me that, I immediately thought you were saying Guadalupe. <laughs> so, <laughs> which would have been equally as impressive. But yeah, Guadalajara. Wow, any other Mexican people listening? The answer to that is yes. I think we know. I think uh, Alejandra, I think we know. Apologies, Alejandra, if I've said your name wrong. I've now said your name wrong twice if I said it wrong the first time. <laughs> uh, I think we know we've got uh, we've got her listening over in Mexico. But yeah, Gavin's holding a Eurovision party in Mexico. I think we need to get Gavin on the podcast at some point next week to talk about what he has planned for his Mexican Eurovision party. That would be fab. And also, obviously, get in touch as well. If you aren't going to be in Liverpool, if you're having a Eurovision party of your own, 
What are you doing? What are your plans? What are the staples that you have at your Eurovision party every single year? Let us know on the socials. James, what are they? At Eurotrip Podcast, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow us on TikTok as well at Eurotrip Podcast or get in touch via the email hello at eurotrippodcast.com. We all know what that means, but new listeners for you, that means it is time to get the very latest news from the world of the Eurovision Song Contest. And James, we've been doing a lot of kind of letting the listeners glimpse behind the scenes of the podcast this week. And we'll do it again, because just to let them in on a secret, it's not really a secret. I'm wearing a shirt for the recording this week. I mean, I never wear a shirt for, for well, anything really. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a suit today. Yeah, I was going to say, was this your Eurovision party glam ready outfit, or is this just a, just to, I don't know, surprise me? Because I'm what? wearing a jumper and some sweatpants, so I'm not, I'm not dressed for any occasion. <laughs> just a little treat for you. Uh, no, no, it's not. I'm going to an awards later, which is exciting. Although, get this, right? Get this. The awards start at six. They don't finish till nine, and there is no mm. talk of any dinner at any point between six and nine. So what do you do? Do you have an early dinner? Do you have a late dinner? That is today's uh, today's quandary for me. Well, I would do Greg's on the way in and Greg's on the way out. Oh, that would be that would be my decision. I don't know about you. Probably not for you. You can take the man out of Newcastle, but you can't. No, <laughs> anyway, I'm here to bring you the very latest news from the world of the Eurovision Song Contest. As ever, over the last few weeks, I'm here to tell you, honestly, there's not a lot. I mean, there is a lot, but you kind of know what it is already, which is the stage is up and running in Liverpool. It's been opened by King Charles and the Queen Consort, Camilla. Uh, when they opened it, we got our first taste of the Eurovision theme music for this year, which was very, very exciting. And of course, now the stage is ready to go. Rehearsals have started in Liverpool. We've seen, at the time of recording this, all of the acts rehearse from the first semi-final. Half of the acts rehearse from the second semi-final as well. And James, that's about it, to be honest, as far as Eurovision is concerned. We'll see the big five rehearsing very, very soon as well. So it won't be long until every single country at this year's Eurovision has taken to the stage for rehearsals. But as we know, Liverpool this year has got a huge number of extracurricular activities when it comes to the Eurovision (laughs) Song Contest, it's safe to say. Uh, They include our own, of course, our first ever live event happening next week, the Eurotrip and Friends at Sugar and Dice Board Game Cafe in Liverpool. It's happening next Thursday. We will talk about it more a little bit later on. But James, the thing that I am most looking forward to next week, I don't know about you, is the Euroclub. Yes, very excited. Uh, yeah, it's going to be the place to be. I've seen so many people snap up their tickets for Camp and Furnace to see uh, some of this year's acts perform. Uh, some of our favourite acts from uh, from years gone by as well are going to be there on the evenings. It's going to be one of the uh, one of the hottest tickets in town all week. And if you've got a ticket for Monday night, then you will be in for a treat because friend of the podcast, one of the best DJs around, Zoe London, will be performing one of her Eurovision set which is very very exciting we've had Zoe on the podcast a few times before and she's always talked about wanting to perform at Euroclub and this year it is finally happening so I thought we'll get her on the podcast we'll find out all about it 
what her set is going to sound like and just for a little bit of a general Eurovision chit chat as we head towards Liverpool. So this is what happened when I caught up with Zoe a little bit earlier this week. Zoe London, welcome back to the Eurotrip. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be back. I'm really well. How are you? Really good, thanks. It's great to have you back. And I feel like every time we've had you on before, we've always mentioned one thing, and it's always been, when will Zoe London play at the Euro Club for the Eurovision Song Contest? And I think, well, have we finally got an answer to that question, Zoe? we got an answer! <laughs> oh my god, I'm just, for me, it's like, it's like a childhood dream. I'm, I'm so excited. So you're going to be there on Monday night, right? So like next Monday? Yes, that's right. Monday, kicking it all off there. I think there's a bunch of artists, there's like Joker Al are there and a bunch of others and then some DJs and me. How long have you been wanting to get on the bill for the Euro Club? This must be like such a long time coming for you. Literally forever. Um, <laughs> probably since I found out that Euroclub existed so easily, <laughs> like over like well over a decade ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, there's a club that just plays Eurovision songs. I need to be there. Uh, how long have you been working on it then? Since you got the call to say, Zoe, we're going to we're going to book you. As soon as you found that out, like, have you got a mix already ready or like are you going to do it fully live? Like, what's the what's the deal with it all? So um, I I have a load of like mashups and remixes and stuff that like I just work on for fun. So um, I've got like a library full of stuff. And really, it's just about condensing it down to the actual time for the mix, because the, the, the live set is only an hour and a half. So, I've <laughs> so got you've got to, to try and squeeze try. all of these Eurovision gems in 90 minutes. It. I know, which like I, I probably genuinely have about nine hours worth. So no way. To get, yeah, honestly. <laughs> so to get it down to like an hour and a half is more kind of the task at hand. But um, yeah, I'd say that I've done about like 80% of it now. And a lot of it is kind of similar to what I put in the BBC Sounds mix, um, which did just go live a few weeks ago. So there's like elements of that that are the same and then some bits that are different for the set that I haven't played out yet. Um, and yeah, I do it all live, um, all the mashups, apart from the ones that are like really tricky, they're kind of pre-done. But um, everything else I do, I do live, yeah. Tell us about the BBC Sounds uh, gig you had as well, because we, we found out when the BBC announced like all of this coverage, like I feel like we can't watch and listen to it all, but you've got a special show on BBC Sounds as well, haven't you? Yes, so they've launched, um, it's called Eurovision Dance Party, and there's five episodes, I believe, in total. So there's like Sagala, Jess Bays, um, 220 Kid, Sam Felt, and me, which incredible. is like incredible for me to be alongside such amazing names of people that I look up to. And um, yeah, it's just a 60-minute continuous mix of, they wanted just like big bangers like party bangers so it could be anything from dance tunes to pop tunes and of course Eurovision tunes and mine is probably the most what I'm calling Euro nerdy of the lot <laughs> because it's like the deep cuts it's like for the fans <laughs> um, it's not just your standard euphoria you know like dancing lush and all that kind of vibe like we go in on on Eurovision songs so um, if you haven't listened to it yet and uh, you want to check it out definitely stick it on and put you in a good mood I was in such a good mood as I was doing it although I was terrified to be <laughs> recording my voice at 
at like actually at Radio One, like into those microphones. Uh, that that was scary for me, but um, but yes, it was it was good fun to make, and hopefully just as joyful to listen to you. I've seen such a great reaction from it as well. Like even this week, people have been tweeting saying they were turning the radio off because they were sick of it. They were sticking Zoe London's mix on instead. Like that, that must be such a good <laughs> this feeling. This is for the you. best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. You know, I wish that I. I'm hopeful that at the end they'll kind of give me a bit of insight into how many kind of plays it had. Because that's the only thing. Like you know, like with YouTube, it's oh, like SoundCloud. It tells you how many people listen to it. I would love to know how many plays it's had. But I think one of the most like rewarding things of, of just being a DJ in general is knowing that you soundtrack people's lives. Where whether they're running or they're in the car on a long drive or they're on a plane or they're in the gym or whatever, like just kind of knowing that you provided the soundtrack for that for me is like just so rewarding. People sending these pictures like I listened to it when I was doing this out the other and I'm like, that makes me so happy because that's why I made it. I just made it, you know, for me, that that was my little gift really to be able to be part of Eurovision and to give that mix to people. So I'm just really pleased that that people have been receptive and liked it. <laughs> uh, should we quickly chat about Liverpool again? Because this is going to be your first time back at Eurovision since when? 2018, am I right? 2018, yes. Remember when I was telling you before about how I got taken by Eurovision and they got me a birthday cake and other that was in 2018. <laughs> I mean, the highlight of my life. <laughs> um, and that was the last time that I went. So so yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming. When you're when you're part of a community like that, you just know that. You're about to be enveloped with love by like the most amazing people that just get like what you like and what you do. And I just, you know, it's like being at a music festival. You're surrounded by loads of people that just get it the same as you. And yeah, something about Eurovision, I think, is is very special because I think those that get it, get it. And yeah, if the ones that don't, don't. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> but like, it's true. Like you're either in and you fully understand the magic of everything from the, the selection shows to the, the pre-parties to the rehearsals to everything. Or you just think it's one show that just happens every now and then. So to be around like thousands of people that just love it in the same way that I do, for me, that's just like the best thing ever. So I just can't wait. I'm like, I'm so like excitable in general. <laughs> so I'm just going to be running around like, oh my God. I know you're from Twitter. <laughs> Who's on your radar then? Which countries are, are some of your standout favourites this year? We've got to find out. Oh my God. So I am obsessed with Austria. Like full Aren't blown. we all? Aren't we all, Zoe? <laughs> obsessed. Like I literally wake up and my head is like, pop, 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 pop. Like it's never not in my brain. It's just constantly there. Um, and I just love them. I think they're great. I love the message. I love the song. I love everything. Um, of course, I love Sweden. Who doesn't love Sweden? I think you'd be hard pushed to find anybody that, that doesn't think it's good. Um, Finland is incredible i absolutely love him um i love i love like his whole aesthetic as well like i love the neon green it's kind of a vibe um and again i think that that one will will translate really well with with people at home i think they'll think that's really fun um and really like uh, i went to the did you go to the london eurovision party the other day or no i wasn't there go on tell were you there uh, tell, tell me about yes. it so that i think aside from uh Loreen, obviously that Finland had the most amount of people like on their phone, like, oh my God, like recording it. And it had a really big, like receptive reaction, like in the room. I think it comes across really well live. So I really hope that um, that kind of gets translated on, on TV. But um, 
But yeah, I had a few kind of surprise ones that, that stood out for me at, at the London Eurovision party, actually. I really fell in love with Moldova. I, I, I thought that it was good, but I didn't think that it was like super standing out to me in the same way as some of those other tracks until I saw it live. And then I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And um, yeah, I definitely think that that one's going to be a bit of a, a surprise. Um, I think that that might actually be quite high up. Yeah, that, that's the thing, isn't it? We, we hear these songs for so long and then we see them live and it just like transforms into a, a whole new beast, doesn't it? Which I think is going to happen yeah. uh, next week for the live shows when people see them on screen and think, actually, I wasn't thinking anything of this and now it's gone so far up my estimation. So. Oh my God, 100%. And and I think like being at that pre-party and seeing that is so like so interesting to then just how I was reacting. I was like, wait, oh my God, this is so good live. Um, I'm trying to think who else that I love. I love Australia. Oh, that's my dog. Sorry if you can hear that. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, what does he think? Yeah. What's his favourite? <laughs> yeah, he's saying Australia. He's like, yes, Voyager. <laughs> oh, Zoe, I'm going to stop you there only because I feel like I could just not say anything and you give me a rundown of absolutely everyone. And I don't think we'd have enough yeah, time for it all. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go, uh, Zoe, Do you not want us. a recap of all 37 songs? I thought Maybe. that's what you wanted me we'll for. Do another day. <laughs> we'll do another day, Zoe. <laughs> Remind us before you go where we can catch your BBC Sound set and your yes. set of the club remind us where we can get them yep so uh just type eurovision dance party into bbc sounds it is on the homepage. it's super easy to find and at Euroclub, i will be there on monday the is it the 8th of may or is it the 9th it is the 8th the 8th of may um i'm glad you know uh <laughs> 9 p.m till half past 10 and there are i believe a handful of tickets left so if you haven't got one and you're listening to this run and grab the last few Absolutely. Go and snap them up. Zoe, if uh, if we don't catch up, well, I was going to say if we don't catch up before Liverpool, well, I don't think we will, but we'll catch up in Liverpool, right? We'll catch you up uh, I'll see you there. on the podcast again. Absolutely. Oh my God, yes. I Amazing. can't wait. I'm going to run at you like, oh my God, you're a <laughs> One of our favourite people there on the podcast, Zoe London, joining us. So pleased for Zoe that she finally gets the chance to perform at Euroclub this year. So exciting for someone who is such a big Eurovision fan. And you can hear how much of a big Eurovision fan she is, James, because safe to say she, she does find it difficult to talk about which songs are her favourites this year without listing virtually every other country and every song. <laughs> Honestly, I think she was prepared to sit there for another hour and go through a, a full rundown of every single 37 songs and given all of the plus points of every single one. I thought we weren't a million miles away from her being like, Bulgaria? And you were going to have to be like, Zoe, they're not in it this year? <laughs> I didn't think we were that far away from that. But I mean, so cool that Zoe is performing at Euroclub this year. And also, should say at the time that we're recording this podcast, me and you currently on the end of some peer pressure to go to Euroclub on Monday. So we don't currently have tickets for Euroclub on Monday because we're going to the we're going to the well jury show that isn't a jury show for the first semi final mm. on Monday, aren't we? But uh, me and you under a bit of peer pressure from other friend of the podcast, uh, Bella Fist, to uh, to head to Euroclub <laughs> on Monday. Yeah, honestly, if I have to buy another ticket for Euroclub, I don't know. There'll be nothing left in my wallet or bank account. I don't know if I can take any more. I'm expecting there to be can't. nothing. I'm expecting there to be nothing left of me by the end of next week. <laughs> I'm sure that's. Uh, I'm sure that's the case for everyone else listening to this. Daily episodes, of course. Just a reminder for you: daily episodes from Liverpool coming next week. So don't go anywhere. And little, uh, little additional episode that we'll be teasing later on in today's 
podcast. But first, James, of course, it's time for this. Yes, for one final time, before we arrive in Liverpool, uh, it's time to leap there. It's, it's time for the leap to Liverpool. Uh, each week over the last few weeks, we've been uh, we've been chatting to somebody uh, from the city to find out a little bit more about Liverpool and what we've got in store for when, uh, I don't know, I read a statistic earlier on, around 100,000 people are going to flock to the city uh, next week. So as one of those, we want to find out a little bit more about the place. Yeah, absolutely. So if you are one of those listening, or indeed if you are watching from home this year, but you just want to sample a little bit of that excitement from the host city itself, then that is why we've been bringing you the leap to Liverpool. I've already mentioned it. This time next week, we will be on the eve of our first ever live event. So exciting that we're going to get the chance to meet so many of you listening to this in person. We are putting on the Eurotrip and Friends at Sugar and Dice, a brilliant board game cafe, in Liverpool, not too far from the arena. We will tell you who the friends joining us for the Eurotrip and Friends are on social a little bit later this week. So keep your eye, so keep an eye out for that. But I wanted to find out more about the venue itself. So there is no one better to join us on the final leap to Liverpool of this season than the owner of Sugar and Dice herself. This is Rachel. Here's what happened when we caught up. And I started with that customary question of asking her how excitement levels are in the city now that Eurovision is less, less, James, than two weeks away. Yeah, there's definitely a buzz going around in the city. Everywhere you go, there's Eurovision. Um, so I was just getting the train yesterday and there's a countdown on all of the all of the train signs and uh, flags everywhere. And yeah, there's definitely a buzz going on lots of different events happening um so there's a good vibe in the city at the moment and obviously as a result of us here on the Eurotrip podcast Rachel you're getting your own slice of Eurovision action down at Sugar and Dice as well we are yeah it's very exciting (laughs) now Rachel what can you tell us about Sugar and Dice how long how long has has the cafe been there because it's a board game cafe right so how how long has it been there how long have you been involved uh, yeah, so Sugar and Dice opened in September 2016, so uh, six and a half years we've been there, um, and I've I've been there from the beginning. So um, I, I was one of the founders, um, and it's just a lovely little cafe. We've got a big library of board games. I think we've got about 500 board games, um, and people come along and sit and play some games and enjoy a couple of drinks and some of our nice cake and. Again, it's just a lovely atmosphere in the cafe because everyone's sort of having a nice time and just very relaxed. And yeah, it's just it's quite exciting. It, it can get quite noisy, but it's always good noise because it's people laughing and having a good time. This honestly sounds like the perfect vibe for our, our first live event. We couldn't have picked a better venue, Rachel. This sounds yeah. incredible. <laughs> Rachel, naturally, I'm going to ask you what board games there are and what games people can play when they're, when they're down there. And, you know, after they've heard me and James and some of our guests have a bit of a chat and they, they get down to some board game action. But you did mention cake, Rachel. I've got to talk to you about the cake. <laughs> what, what, what can people treat themselves to when they're down there? Uh, I, I feel like um, some of our followers would be very upset with me if I didn't mention the brownies. Um, oh, yes. So people seem to love our brownies. But we do we do a range of different things. It's kind of we make most of the cakes ourselves. Um, so it's kind of whatever we feel like on the day, to be honest. Um, so we've got Victoria sponge. We've got lots of uh, we try lots of different vegan options. So we have a really, really good vegan chocolate fudge cake. 
One of my recent discoveries was an orange and hazelnut cake, which is lovely as well. So we try a bit of everything, to be honest. Honestly, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. <laughs> and obviously it does mean as well, I'm kind of putting this on you, but you know, if anyone listening to this has got any requests, they, 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 they might, they might <laughs> we'll do our best. Give it go. <laughs> then then yeah, maybe maybe send those in to us at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Rachel, what games, what games have you got there? Because I mean, we've spoken about the official Eurovision board game on the podcast before, but we do know that that board game is very hard to get hold of. So yeah. I'm 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 not going to hold it against you if you haven't managed <laughs> to get hold of a copy. No, sadly, that one sold out pretty much immediately. So we we did have a look, um, but we we couldn't get hold of it, unfortunately. But I kind of would say that we've probably got a game for everybody. So we, you know, people often come in and go, oh, "I'm not really into games," but I, I feel like we're quite good at finding something that is suitable. So we've got everything really from. Silly little dexterity games. Uh, one of my favourites is called Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza, which is just a daft little card game, but it, it's hilarious. Up to some of the longer strategy games people might know of, like Settlers of Catan. We've got Ticket to Ride, but we've got various different trivia games. We, you know, we've got a little bit of everything, I'd say. Now, I love Ticket to Ride. I'm a big Ticket uh-huh. to Ride fan, so very excited for that. And also very excited for, remind us of that first game you mentioned, which sounds like it's got the best name ever. Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. Very, very excited for that. It's so fun. Rachel, just remind us exactly how close you are to the to the venue of this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Because you are, you know, as we've heard, Eurovision this year, you won't have to go very far to, to get involved in the action. But yeah, yeah, you're you're not far right you're just down the road from the arena yeah it probably less than 10 minute walk so we're, we're really close to the city center um so it's quite easy to get to us yeah perfect all good so anyone coming down on the thursday afternoon not far to come should reiterate as well by the way everybody you need to have a ticket you can't be listening <laughs> to this and thinking i'll just turn up because rachel as you've already said like you're a nice small cozy venue so we can't can't take any additional stragglers unfortunately But Rachel, to finish, as we have been doing on the leap to Liverpool over the last few weeks, we are in need of a Scouse word that people can use when they are in Liverpool for this year's Eurovision. Now, I don't want to put the pressure on, but you are the final leap to Liverpool guest before we actually make it to Liverpool. So I'm hoping for a really good one from you. Okay. Um, So I moved to Liverpool uh, about 14 years ago and I remember somebody saying to me, oh, Rach, should we go and get some scran then? And I was like, pardon? (laughs) And they were like, should we go get some scran? And I had no idea what they were talking about. So my word is scran and it means food. Love it. Love it. There's there's (laughs) nothing better for me. It always comes back to food with me on this podcast. So that is perfect. So if people are peckish during Eurovision week, if they are after anything, they'll be after some scran, correct? Yep. Perfect. Rachel, we are super excited to come on down next week, Thursday afternoon for our first live event. And very excited as well, obviously, to try all the ball games, but more importantly, all of the cake. So thank you for being a brilliant host. And uh, we look forward to seeing you then. Yep, very excited. Cheers, Rachel. Thanks for joining us on the Euro Trip. Thank you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. When you are in listening, find us on social media. Add Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Great to hear from Rachel there. Hopefully, if you've got a ticket and we're listening to that, that's got you in the mood for uh, heading to Sugar and Dice next week to um, uh, to our event, as we say. And if you don't have tickets, then maybe that's just gotten you in the mood to uh, to head there on another day just to sample uh, what's in store there. Well, yeah, absolutely. And if you do go there, and James, maybe me and you can do this next Thursday, maybe with some of the listeners, we can play a game of, and I'm now going to get the name of the game wrong, but Rachel mentioned it there. It's called like pineapple goat cheese pizza or something. I think it's called like <laughs> pineapple goat cheese pizza. Something like that. There's a goat in there. I think pineapple's mentioned. It sounds fun. She says it's a bit nuts. It sounds like a lot of fun. So I'm well up yeah. for that. Yeah, very excited. Very excited to see a lot of you there as well. And as Rob said a little bit earlier, if you don't have tickets, don't worry, you'll be in Liverpool all week. So if you do see us, come over, wave hello. Wave hello? Is that a phrase? Say hello. Oh, I like wave. the idea of someone know. coming over and then waving. Just standing about <laughs> two feet from us and waving in our face. Pop over for a chat. Yeah, we'd love to meet loads of you. We absolutely would. Oh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this week's episode of the Euro Trip. Loads still to come, including, of course, the one-second song. We've got that towards the end of today's episode. And we'll be teasing something special we're doing between now and next week. So... Uh, So stay there to find out what that is. But James, first, we are now going to be joined by one of, presumably, given that we'll be in Liverpool very soon, the final artists of Eurovision 2023 that will be joining us on the Euro trip this season. And we teased it earlier on. He is a member of Lord of the Lost, who are representing Germany at this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Now, they are a glam rock band, Germany doing something a little bit different at this year's Eurovision Song Contest, hoping, of course, to improve their fortunes after they came in last place in 2022. I don't mention to, uh, to Pie Stoffers from Lord of the Lost that they came last, <laughs> last year. I thought that was a little bit mean. But we do talk about loads of stuff, including what their journey to Eurovision has been like thus far, how their preparations for Liverpool are going, how busy they all are, and also about Pie's gym routine, and what his favourite pizza toppings are. Obviously, that does come up a little bit later on. So stay there for that. Here's what happened when I caught up with Pie Stoffers, guitarist and backing vocalist from Lord of the Lost. Pie Stoffers, welcome to the Euro Trip. Rob, thanks for having me. The Euro Trip, when I read that, I was immediately um, thinking of the movie. Do you know the movie? I do know the movie. I, I think we're less funny than the movie. I don't think we're as funny as the film. I don't know. I haven't done the interview yet. Good point. Well, let's find out then, shall we? We'll talk about Eurovision a bit more later on, but I want to talk about you guys. I want to talk about Lord of the Lost, everything yeah. you guys have been up to. Because in the last year, you guys were supporting Iron Maiden, correct? That is correct. And we will do so this year again. 
but this year in the UK, for example. So when we return from from Liverpool a few weeks later, we will go to the UK again <laughs> um, to play with Iron Maiden, seven shows with them. Um, and in September, we all we are also having a headline tour in UK. It was amazing with them, really. Not only the shows, but um, the whole experience of of meeting them and being being part of the whole production because it it's such a empathetic, helpful, and just very very friendly group of people. They're they're very humble with everything. Everybody knows that I'm I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying you rarely meet those people in an industry that's full of competition. Even though it's just music, it's full of competition. It's a business. It's an industry. And meeting a band and the crew behind them that has been existing since the 70s and they're still at the peak of what they're doing and still loving it and being humble about everything and helping you on the way and asking you if you're okay and what you need. That's something to look up to. And that's something that I would like to retain for ourselves yeah they are legends you know we we don't need to say that yeah. everybody every listen to this knows they are legends but i was on i was on reddit before um chatting to you mm. and i saw a comment it was somebody who of course was going to the iron maiden tour and they they yeah. commented and they said apparently this band called lord of the lost is supporting them anybody know if they're any good and honestly there are so many comments so <laughs> many comments of people going yeah, you have to get there early because you have to oh, see sweet. these guys. It's so nice. But how has it been to get that level of support also from, from the Iron Maiden fans as well as, of course, your own, your own fans? Yeah, it's been... I mean, we were a bit nervous about the whole thing because we're so far from the other bands that Maiden takes on tour with them. We're so different in a way and so different to the Ma to the music Maiden does. So we were a bit nervous about how we're perceived um, because, and that was a complete prejudice and I'm sorry for that, but I thought Maiden fans, especially the ones in the denim vests with patches on them, that they're gatekeepers and that they're, they only like their band. They're there for one band that they won't listen. And I was proven wrong. And that made me very happy because even not even though not everybody was instantly into us, I always had the feeling that everybody was listening. And that's the best thing. When someone already listens, you can work your way up to to them eventually after two songs nodding their head as well. And after three songs, they're they're getting a bit more into it. And at the end of our show, they try to sing along. And that was that was a great experience. Now, Pi, let's talk about you and, you know, the band, of course, but talk about you first. Sure. You joined yeah. the band 2016? Yeah, at the end of 2016. To be exact, the 30th of December in 2016. The 30th of December, a very memorable date. What, turn of the year? How was that New Year's? Um, yeah, almost. I mean, it was... I was asked uh, that year in summer if I wanted to try try out on guitar because I already was with the band, uh, but as a stage manager at Guitar Tech. Um, but our, our former guitar player left and 
we were left with a tour in December that had to be done and me already being friends with us um, and knowing how to play the guitar. Otherwise, uh, well, some people might argue. But, um, <laughs> they asked me and I, I did that tour and right at the beginning of the last show on that tour, they, they uh, Chris said, uh, do you want to stay? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, that's how I, I how I joined. And now, what now? What is that? Seven seven years later, still here, still loving it, still loving it. I've only grown grown more into it with every with every year. Because for me, um, I never expected from me doing music that I'd ever play in a professional band. How how did Eurovision slot in? To, to everything because it sounds like you guys were pretty busy are pretty busy are very busy and now eurovision has to fit in at the same time as that so how did yeah. the decision to to enter the german selection how did that all happen and we, we've we've applied last year um with a different song actually a song that's also on the album blood and glitter but it's a different song you can um, tell us which one yeah i can say it was, it was one last song um this year, though, we we thought, why not? I mean, even though we, we have enough going on for ourselves in a way that will take us to places, but we also like to take opportunities and we wanted to try because there, there's no cost in trying. And it happened to... We, we, we were presented with the opportunity then that we we can take part in this whole thing. And we were like, if we can still be, if we don't have to bend to the will of someone else, like you have to look this way, you have to perform this way, whatever. And we're taking that stage, why wouldn't we? Blood and glitter, sweet and bitter We're so happy we could die Blood and glitter, saint and sinner We do fall before we rise Now go, go, flow, flow With broken wings we learn to fly We are blood and glitter Blood and glitter what, what was it like the night of the, the German selection? What was it like to get such a, a groundswell of support from the German public that actually, you know, we like what you guys do. We like blood and glitter. We want we want that to yeah. represent us. It's a pretty, pretty cool feeling. I have to say that. I mean, as a as a band from from a niche, really, in music. Um we're not used to mainstream attention and actually to part of the mainstream liking us uh, because that you're normally you're not presented with a possibility to to draw that kind of attention we were now and it's a cool feeling even though it obviously it's been a very exciting night very stressful night in a way emotionally because super nervous um there was a lot of tension during the whole points thing. Um, when the jury votes were through, I already made, I came to terms with the result and was like, yeah, okay, we're placing fifth. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> completely okay. Yeah. Um, 
but but we we won and it's so much thing so many things to process because from the point of winning like being presented with the result you have one minute to go up on stage again and perform again and then if the show is over you go down and then there's a press conference and like two hours after winning you have a moment where you can breathe for the first time like alone it's like that happened <laughs> and when, when i was in in our dressing room i pulled up my phone and was like yeah you have 500 something 500 missed texts calls emails I was like that never happened as well so it, it's a lot of new things all positive i've already seen you know a lot of hard work in the gym i assume <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's part of my all almost part of any day for me i was pleased to see though that you put on your instagram story i think someone asked you the question yesterday or maybe today what are you most likely to be eating and you put pizza which is exciting i was pleased to see that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well there's physical health and there's emotional health and if you deprive yourself of maybe things that aren't really good for you like pizza but there you really enjoy them and you always deprive yourself of the thought of you can get that pizza or cake or whatever you're craving you're just always saying no you get frustrated at some point now i want to be and one pizza won't um, ruin my health. What's your go-to pizza of choice, if you if you have one? Um, my go-to pizza is a Neapolitan-style um, pizza. Has to be. From my favorite pizza place here in Hamburg. And on it um, is artichokes, olives, paprika, mushrooms. That's it. Vegan cheese. I mean, so it has to be vegan. Jeez. Pa, you mentioned your tattoos as well, of course. A tattoo to commemorate your uh, trip to Liverpool, do we think? Could that be on the way? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought of that yet. In a way, there are tattoos that commemorate to my band. I have two, two band tattoos, which is this one, and I have one in my neck. Um... I don't know, maybe I will get one. Now that you put that thought into my mind. <laughs> could be. Okay, yeah. we'd like to see it. We'd like to see it. And obviously you guys, with the Blood and Glitter album and everything, you have such a strong brand right now, such a strong look. Mm. How is that going to progress to the Eurovision stage? Sure. I mean, already at Unser Lied for Liverpool, the preliminaries... We had opportunities that we rarely have for our own stages, like the whole, the huge risers for drums and keys or pyro, for example. And now in Liverpool, the stage is even bigger. And well, the budget is bigger. <laughs> so we have more possibilities and we will certainly um, use those um, and extend our staging in height and width and pyro and also update our outfits um so it will just be more more pyro always good the Eurovision fans are gonna love to hear that 
Hi, it's been a really interesting conversation. Thank you so much for, for spending the time to chat and, uh, and all the best in Liverpool. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Thank you. Big thanks to Pi Stoffers from Lord of the Lost. Can I just say I've been mean to say this for the last 40 minutes or whatever. Pi Stoffers, what a name. That's a cracking name, isn't it? Pie Stoffers. I don't know what other <laughs> job I feel like Pie could do. Like, what does Pie Stoffers sound like they do? We were talking about this on a podcast a few weeks ago, weren't we? About like what jobs, uh, was it Dave and the rest of the lads from the busker in Malta could do? Yes. <laughs> but Pie Stoffers. Maybe we should do yeah. that. A full series of Eurovision 2023 artists having different jobs. Maybe that's oh, that'd got be good. something in that. It's got legs that would down. be good. That would be good. Yeah. If you've got any thoughts, alternative jobs <laughs> for this year's class of 2023, then do get in touch. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what Pi Stoffers could do, but it's a very, very cool name, as you say. But yeah, great to hear from Pi talking about Germany's entry and everything that uh, we can expect from them in Liverpool in 2023. James, very quickly before the one second song, sticking with Germany, a very special announcement from us here on the Euro trip. It's not an announcement as big as we had from our colleagues at Aussie Vision uh, earlier on in the week. If you know, you know. However, coming up on Friday, we have a bonus episode for you before everything kicks off from us in Liverpool. We will be chatting to, or at least I will anyway, I will be chatting to Germany's commentator at the Eurovision Song Contest. He is Peter Urban and Liverpool will be his 25th and final Eurovision commentary. He is retiring after all those years. His first Eurovision was back in 1997 in Dublin when the UK, of course, won the Eurovision Song Contest for the last time to date. It is such a fun conversation. Peter is fascinating. So we'll be bringing that to you on Friday. But I mentioned that first contest. Here's just a tiny bit of his memories from that event over in Ireland back in 97. My first event in Dublin my first words uh, on air, I started doing them and then the door opened and two policemen came in and a, a, a search dog. So this dog was was between my legs under the table and and I was just had just started talking and I was so I've kept on talking, kept on talking and uh, uh, my first words. And later I learned that the sound man in Germany back there, he hadn't opened the lines yet. He had he had forgotten to open my line. So my first words on, on, on television uh, about the Eurovision were lost in space. More great stories like that from Peter in our bonus episode coming up this Friday. Yeah, very excited to hear that. Uh, I, I can't even begin to imagine how many stories he has from being on that commentary box for so many years. Uh, yeah, you just got to wait two more days and I'll be with you. So yeah, available to listen to on Friday. But now, James, to end the show in customary fashion, it is, of course, time for the one second song. Yeah, if you listened last week, you would have found out that Rob's lead is unassailable. Uh, for me now. So even though I'm going to be playing along this week, uh, the scores are 29-18 to Rob. So there's only four points available. So I can at least uh, close the gap a little bit, but I certainly can't win. No, unfortunately, you can't close that gap. But James, for you and everyone tuning in for the first time, here is this week's One Second Song. Good one. Good one. (laughs) Is that all you've got to say? Yeah, because it's... It's old, isn't it? Is it? It's like eighties or nineties. Well, it certainly I'm sounds that way. Very excited to tell you it's from Eurovision twenty twenty one. No, it's not. Obviously, ah, <laughs> oh, man alive! Uh, let's hear it one more time. 
do you know what? I feel like what you've done is you've gone, tell you what, we'll play something a bit that's a bit older. It's a bit of a classic. Everyone knows it. And yet for me, I do, I feel like I know it. Oh, this is going to be horrendously embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing like that as if yes, it is? <laughs> I just hope it is. I always hope it is for either of us, to be honest, because it's more entertaining for everybody listening, isn't it? What we are after, of course, everybody here is the points on offer for the name of the artist, the name of the song, the country they were representing and the year in which the song was performed. So four points on offer. James, are you going to get any? I don't think so. Um, so do you know what? I'm just going to say something really quickly, so that if it is wrong, or sorry, when it is wrong, the embarrassment doesn't last as long. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, remarkably, I think this might be Eurovision winner. I think this is Sweden, <laughs> 1984. Hooray! Diggy diggy. I don't know why you're laughing, because you have just got a full house. Oh, no way! How tremendous! <laughs> you have just got four points. It is the Hooray's Diggaloo Diggaloo Sweden 1984. Let's have a listen. <laughs> Honestly, he's not even putting it on for the sake of the podcast, everybody. He is taken aback by the fact that he's got that right. Well done. Where did that come from? That might be the the finest, finest one second song uh, success story that since we started the podcast. And yet so many people would be listening going, yeah, of course it was. It's a Eurovision winner. You should know that. Yeah. You don't understand the pressure of the one second song. Yeah, you get to play it along at home and it's easy. But when, I tell you, when you're sitting here, me and Rob, it becomes difficult, doesn't it? it it's really like when people does. say, when they go on, who wants to be a millionaire? You know it when you're sitting at home. Yeah, I bet you know the one second song when you're at home as well. But sitting here, it's the pressure of the chair. <laughs> Is that, by the way, and I'm asking this to you and for everybody listening to this, because someone listening to this will know the answer. Is that the only Eurovision winner that won from position number one in the running order? Well, it depends how long you've got, because I can quickly open a spreadsheet if you prefer, <sighs> and then I can off. tell you. But go I definitely off. don't know it off the top of my head. What we might do I... here, what we might do here is, uh, for the sake of everybody listening, we might edit out what I can only assume is going to be the next 10 minutes while you look at your spreadsheet. So you're going to look at your spreadsheet right now, but on the podcast, we're going to have the answer in three, two, one. The answer is no. It was, in fact... Uh, the third time that the running order, uh, position number one, had delivered the winner. So 1984 as well, back in 1976 and 1975. Has anybody done it since? No, so it's just three times in history. Every day is a school day here on the Eurotrip. Uh, talking to which, James, do you want to know why I picked that song this week? I would, yes, full stop. Okay, yeah, it's tenuous. Uh, So, on the podcast today, of course, we spoke to, or at least I did anyway, Rachel from Sugar and Dice, the board game cafe that we will be heading to next week for our first ever live listener event. Well, 
the UK's entry from the contest that Sweden won in 1984 was, of course, Bell and the Devotions with Love Games. And we're going to ah. be playing some games. You get it? I get it. Very good. Although, yeah. <laughs> it did take all of the willpower that I have to not pick Ireland's entry from that year, uh, which, of course, did come second, uh, lost out by eight points. Uh, Linda Martin, who, of course, would then go on to win Eurovision uh, under a decade later. Uh, Terminal 3. What a song. It might be Ireland's best ever entry of the Eurovision Song Contest, that song. The only ever Eurovision song about an airport. Am I right? Well, there is a question that we need answering before next week. Is that the only Eurovision song about an airport? Let us know at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email. If there is a lot and you've got to type a lot of them, an email would be better. Um, but that is it from us this week. It's our final weekly episode of the season before we head out to Liverpool, which is where we will be next week for daily episodes live from Eurovision's host city, of 2023 and of course we'll be back on friday for that bonus episode uh, with peter urban so in the meantime don't forget you can keep up to date with us online we are at eurotrip podcast on twitter instagram and tiktok hello at eurotrippodcast.com on the email and you can read all of our exclusive stories on eurotrippodcast.com make sure as well you subscribe leave us a review and rate us five stars from me james it's goodbye and from me rob it's goodbye Oh, he's sneezing, everyone. Three, two, one. Here it comes. There it is. Oh, it's a doubler. Triple triple Sarko. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.